Hello, welcome to the podcast. I haven't really got a name for it. I've got TC Podcast by Nathan Lewis. That's the name. What does TC stand for? True Crime. Go for hey, it. Yeah, this is crime. the podcast where we discuss, well, in each episode, we're going to go through one uh, unsolved case <laughs> and one solved case. Well, one case that, you know, the police got onto quite quickly. I thought it would be quite interesting. So... Today on the podcast we have Quinn, uh, Ross Quinn, but we call him Quinn, and we got Charlie Rigby. Quinn, since you were late to the shoot, do you want to introduce yourself first? Sure, that's how things work. My name is Quinn, I'm 23, I'm a student at the same university as the two other people in this room, which I don't know if I'm going to disclose yet, and I do film. Cool. Charlie, on to you. Right, I'm Charlie Rigby, I'm from Colchester, and I'm doing film, and... Man, I've this up already. And I'm Nathan Lewis. I'm the sexy guy that's the host. We could very easily be doxxed. Let's <laughs> <laughs> give our full names, where we live, and our university while we're at how's it. Your, how's your day been, guys? How's it been going? Tired, had to wake up early and miss the lesson, but we're not going to talk about that. Wasn't that the 9am lesson by uh, Jack? Yeah, the you know, the one I'm barely ever in. Yeah, oh, wait, no. It was today? Yeah, there was one that got cancelled for me this morning. Oh, lucky you. Nah, it wasn't. Really. Come closer to the mic. There we go. Um, no, it wasn't uh, cancelled, but, you know, um, oh, who's the guy that was in our film class? Rob. Mm-hmm. He's joined our 9am class Oh, now. nice. I liked Rob. Meg wasn't in there because, well, she's getting her tattoo done. What tattoo oh, yeah. is she getting? I can't remember. She's getting her Star Wars one. Meg, you hear that? Your best mate can't even remember what Why tattoo is. Why are we talking... <laughs> Why are we talking about our classmates on this podcast? That's all right. It's my podcast. We can talk about whatever. Charlie um, is doing a Spotify radio drama. Do you want to tell us what that is about before we get into anything? So it's like a series. Everyone's probably heard of Doctor Who at some point in their life. Um, It's all about Doctor Who fighting aliens and saving the Earth over the medium of audio. And it's out on Spotify now. And who plays one of the best characters on there? I play the Doctor, but you've also got Nathan here who plays the Master, and he'll be upcoming in the next episode, which will be out in the next two weeks. I'm not involved. Well, you might be involved, we can try. We can get you involved if you want to be involved. I'm more than happy to. Yeah. Right, nice. So, there will be a link to that in the description of the YouTube video, or, you know, if you're listening to this on Spotify, which you will be, you know, just have a search of it. Right, anyways, should we get into the crimes? Why not? Um, I'm just trying to see how long... Okay, that's the times. Just testing everything. Anyways, into the crimes. Do you want to go into an unsolved one or a solved one? I thought we were going to have to guess that by the end of... Like, after you told us each one. Yeah, I thought that, to be fair. Well, um... I don't think I can the way it's it's, presented out. So... I think we should get into a solved one or just, you know, a a normal case, you know, that I'll talk to you two about. Hopefully, camera can catch me over there. Cool. Right. Have any of you heard of the case of Catherine Knight? Not that I can recall. No. Right. Okay. So, Catherine Knight. Okay. These are my notes on her, so bear with if I fuck up. Right. Cool. You can swear as well. Nice. Right. So... (laughs) Catherine Knight, an Australian woman, okay? So she worked in a butcher shop, mm-hmm. and uh, she met a guy called David, David Kellett, uh, who was basically an alcoholic, bit like her, basically. Both fucked up, just like our mate Charlie there. <laughs> <laughs> all fucked up in our own I'll ways. put my hands up and admit that. <laughs> um, you know, she was used to kind of violence in her family. Her father was in fistfights, etc., etc. Um sorry just turn that down a bit um but so she eventually got married to david knight who she you know was her husband for many years um where he didn't really want to marry her the relationship was a bit toxic classic hate wife (laughs) (laughs) um and before they actually married, Catherine's mother actually told David to not marry her because she had a screw loose. <laughs> that sounds like some typical family politics. I right mean, there. Quinn, you've got a girlfriend. Well, I mean, what, what, what would you do if your girlfriend's mum said don't marry her because you'll be well, in trouble? Well, I can I can almost speak from experience here. Not about my current girlfriend, but about a past one. Um, her mum never referred to me as anything other than the new one. And <laughs> she was very much trying to get me to not date her daughter due to her mental difficulties. She 
was a really bad mum, if I'm being honest, so I never really took a word of advice to heart from her, because she, well, one, never learnt my name, and two, just couldn't really be bothered with her. Okay, um, Charlie, any any boys or girls take your fancy? Anyone you really regretted dating due to the <laughs> Yeah, definitely, there's quite a few of them, yeah. Um... What are we talking about? Sorry, just to jog my memory. Uh, have, you, have you had any oh, no, I, boyfriends? No, no, I know about the screw loose thing. No, I've just remembered. Sorry, my short-term memory wasn't all that just then. Um, <laughs> no, I got told once not to go out with someone because they were like having a mental breakdown. But I was trying to help them through that. But uh, their family didn't see that the, the side of that. Like, did they think you were trying to use her, or just did I, they sort of try and get you out before it all? I think they, I think they tried to get me out of the situation before it got too fucked up because it was a very fucked up situation to be in. Mm. So I think they just try to save my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> for, for my own sake there but See, this is where I wish I could say that that mum was doing the same for me but she wasn't just like imagine a, being a parent to your, her dad, to your her dad does look like David Cameron so oh it's god <laughs> fucks pigs too allegedly yeah allegedly right so they had their wedding night and mm. on their wedding night um Catherine Knight and Kelly both had sex three times <laughs> Did he post that on Facebook or something? Why do we know that? <laughs> that's a lot of times. I, I won't lie. After I've done one, I'm knackered. And I, was like, I don't know how you've done it three times. That, anyway. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Quinn's but, looking at me well, like he does it like that. ten times he's per night. Like no, comment. <laughs> no comment. No <laughs> comment. Um, however, Catherine wasn't exactly convinced by this. She wanted to go a fourth time, but <laughs> David eventually just rolled over and went to sleep. Man, this Catherine girl sure feels like she's a bit of a sex fiend. Like, I can't go can't really lie about that she seems like a sex fiend did she die having sex like did she kill someone or something like that while they were having well, sex well I mean you're still listening to the case a bit aren't you so <laughs> I mean, we don't even know who's like going to be the victim I'm, in this I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm questioning the case already that's all um, right so uh, she wanted to have sex she wanted to have sex a fourth time of course didn't happen so she tried to strangle him then <laughs> Was he into that? Do we have that on like? No, I, I don't. <laughs> just struggle him. I mean, some people were into that, so you never know if it's dangerous. Maybe if you won't get up, I know how to get part of you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, so she tried to strangle him. He calmed her down eventually. Went back to bed. Mm. Nothing. No, I mean, if, if if I got strangled by my girlfriend and I, what and year, I just what, what, year? Was? what year was this? What year was this? Yeah, this what year did the crime happen? Oh, I don't have exact dates here, Ooh. but after that, you know, um, they had a they had a relationship for ten years. So I wasn't expecting to hear that. I thought this was going to be like a relationship started from strangulations. You know, life has a funny thing of working starts. out sometimes. <laughs> well, life has a weird thing way of working. But people say out. like marriage is like the end of your life. Like the end of your free life or something. No, could you, that's what I've been told. Well, it's marriage. the end of his life. Marriage it seems. is the end of your freedom, apparently. Um, okay, this person's just going to take away your whole life while they're at it. <laughs> so, um, she tried to strangle him. They had a somewhat abusive relationship for 10 years. Um, Not surprised. But, so basically, shortly after the breakup with, uh, I think it was, was it David Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, so shortly after the breakup with David Kelly. Was it a breakup or a divorce? Uh, yeah, were they just separated? Or? I presume a divorce. Okay. I presume. Um, Catherine Knight then jumped into a relationship with another David, David Saunders, a <laughs> minor. Oh wait, how old was she? Um, yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine she was probably in her thirties at this point. Okay, so we have we imagine she's in her thirties. This takes place also at an undisclosed period in time. Nathan, get your facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, she was married for ten years, so yeah. I, I presume uh, early for uh, early forties, late thirties, probably. Yeah. But anyway, a minor, uh, not minor as in kids. <laughs> oh, that's why I was asking her age. I thought I was like, what the no. fuck? No, no, no. So um, within a few months. Uh, uh, David Saunders moved moved in uh, with her, and she had two daughters uh, with the other previous David. David. Yeah, previous David, David number one. <laughs> That's um, how we're going to refer to him from David now on. Number one. <laughs> and um, basically, Knight Catherine Knight became really jealous of what her new David was doing behind her back. Basically, Mine. so. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, having an affair, oh, you know, etc. Et oh, what, well, just because she does that doesn't mean he's going to go into it. Oh, he's putting his drill in another mine. How dare he? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and so the relationship once again became toxic um and to show how toxic it is have any of you got any dogs or puppies or i've had rabbits growing up Okay. Got <laughs> you got a puppy. So, what, like, they have to be of a certain age, don't they? How how old do they have to be before? So before what? Before like you can adopt them. Eight weeks. Eight yeah. weeks. So that's two months. Yeah. Yeah. I had to breed rabbits when I was. So just to prove what she was capable of, she actually slit her two-month-old puppy's throat. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. That's that's dreadful. But why am I laughing at that? That's just so just dreadful. to prove what she's capable that's of. So dreadful. Hey why babe, am I laughing? just so you know, I killed the dog. Don't forget this. <laughs> fair, um, fair, fair enough, killing the person, but killing the dog—that's a bit of a bigger statement to make. I personally, <laughs> not just like, a dog, a puppy. Yeah, that, that's a really. Like this statement. is this is like straight after they got the like because if you can only get them eight weeks, then yeah. this must have been like. Right after she got it, you know. Although she got we, it to make a statement, clearly. If we if we remember back to the, you know, beginning, she was a butcher, so she knew her way around butchering. She knew like the anatomy of animals and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, I hope she doesn't know the anatomy of a dog the same way she knows something like a cow or a pig. Otherwise, that's going to be a running theme in her life. <laughs> um, but you know, this was a clear turn on because they had a daughter together after that. <laughs> Hey babe, watch me kill this young innocent creature. Now let's make a young innocent creature together. This ain't real, surely. (laughs) No, No, it is. Uh, She's a proper Australian woman in prison now. It's Australia, that explains a lot. Right. um, Upside down. (laughs) So they had a daughter a year later, and uh, David number two left Catherine uh, after the birth because she had attempted to kill him with a pair of scissors. (laughs) You know, so... So she strangles her ex. Yeah. Because he won't give out. But she didn't, you know. And, and now, does she kill him? No. No. No, no so there's no she, death. She tried to stab uh, so, the so new she, Dave. Yeah. She tried to stab the new Dave. So David number one, yeah. she tried to strangle. David was like, David number nah, two, calm she down. tried to stab. Uh, yeah, she stabbed. Also, but, nice oh, she stabbed him? She stabbed David number two. Wow. Um, <laughs> that took a swift turn. You know, attempted to kill, her with, kill him with scissors. <laughs> didn't kill him. But, um... In the end, you know. I want things to use to try and stab someone. Nearly as well as closer sometimes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, then she met a man called John. <laughs> Fuck not, no, David. <laughs> no, I really wish it was going to be David number I three. Bad, I feel bad for these blokes, I tell you. <laughs> no idea what I'm getting into. Um, I'll look after them. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, nothing violent happened on this one. You know, they were quite happy. They had a son together. Um, and three kids by three different baby dads. Four. Quite good. She had two daughters with David number one, one daughter with David number two, and then a son with John. Well, that's a good track record, John. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> so David number one, David number two, and John Chillingworth. Now, John actually. What's funny about Chillingworth? She's got a funny name. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a funny name, sorry. Right, so John uh, actually broke up with her since she found out that Catherine was having an affair. Catherine, you. <laughs> bitch how dare she I, I would have thought she would have been in her like 50s now like imagine yeah. I mean she's got to at least be in like her 40s if this was around the 60s I'd probably understand it like because everyone was quite hipster back then hipster you mean hippie yeah <laughs> well, same thing well, I no mean, it's I'm not not really but well I mean on yeah, our I mean we'll, we'll have a break halfway through this podcast and I'll actually find out what date this was um so uh, she had an affair with uh, John Charles. So we're going to call him John number two. Great. <laughs> Man, she likes her dates and her Johns, doesn't she? She just likes consistency. You know, if, he, if he's got <laughs> the same name, then you don't have to worry about getting them mixed up or getting them wrong. I don't... I, I, to be fair, I She's don't think she actually she. married again. So maybe she was still married and didn't get divorced to, the, to David number one. Um, now start of Catherine and John number two's relationship was without complications um he had two older children that lived with him and uh Catherine also had two children that lived with her so by now I guess her first two daughters had grown up and moved out and it's just with the other daughter and son yeah yeah Oh, I've got a date here for you, lads. <gasps> Ooh. I do have a date. <laughs> what? When are we out. predicting this was? I'm going to say, like, 80s. 80s? Because there's going to be much talk of technology. Give me a specific I'm going to say between 80s. the 50s and the 60s. 
1995. I win, I'm closer. Yep, I was off by like nine years. <laughs> what do I win? Although I presume this was in the... Well, bearing in mind how long this has been going on for, probably started in the 70s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And gone out through. Um, when she suggested that they married, mm-hmm. uh, he actually declined. <laughs> And that's when the relationship <laughs> turned violent. <laughs> How violent are we going to get with this? Strangulation. Scissors. I think we're going to go further. Or is it going to go further? She's a butcher. I feel like she's going to do some Texas Chainsaw Massacre shirts. She's going to behead him. I think it's going to be worse than that. Now, in February of 2000, another decade, um, an argument between John and Catherine. <coughs> and Catherine. This has been going on for years, isn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just uh, our life, really. In 2000, there was an argument between John and Catherine, which uh, made her attempt uh, an attempted murder with scissors again. Uh. She loves a good stabbing method. <laughs> <laughs> um, which he took a restraining order on her to keep oh. her children, uh, his children safe. Um, As if it took them that long to get the restraining order. <laughs> but no, they still live together. Sure. They still <laughs> live... So they got a restraining order, but they lived together. Yeah, How it clearly wasn't work? successful. Um, so, on February the 29th of 2000, John um, came home from work, you know, done his usual routine, have dinner, go to bed, and so did Catherine. You know, two different times, have dinner, go to the same bed. Um, Now, when she woke up, her husband, John, they had sex twice. She wanted to have sex a third time. Oh, right, she is just a sexual fiend and can't take no for an answer. Dave number one could do it three times and give up after Now, lads... It only took him two to die. a (laughs) A question for you two is... You know, do you have like a bedside table? Yeah. yeah. What, 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 like, what do you have on that bedside table? <laughs> First, lamp, condoms. Yeah. Uh, you have them on the table, just no, ready? no, in the drawer. Yeah, 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 in the drawer. Like, I mean, on, on the top. I don't know. Probably my phone, my laptop if I'm watching Netflix, and that's it. What about you, uh, Quinn? Um, usually I'll keep some like food in one of the drawers like snack food the other one I'll probably just keep like random wires and stuff to charge it if you check out on YouTube uh, a clip or uh, we'll have a whole podcast on there but we'll also have clips of us as well if you check out what Quinn actually looks like right now he is the skinniest fucker ever and I never see him eat Uh, I always see him eat I you could hide behind a lamppost (laughs) (laughs) okay you're not wrong but (laughs) right so back to the story she got angry because John uh, didn't want to have sex the third time obviously probably if he tried to come again it would have been stardust <laughs> um, man needs to up his game a bit <laughs> and basically Catherine Knight took a butcher's knife from her bedside table wait what <laughs> uh, and stabbed John Price 37 times <laughs> Um, he woke up during the attack to try and fight her off and um, she tried to stab she, she, she stabbed someone 37 times because he said no to giving him to giving her his willy that's basically the story God she, <laughs> she, she tried to attack loads of people because they wouldn't give out she just wants more um, yeah. and basically uh the actually like a week before John Price said to his workmates, listen, I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna, you know, go disappearing. So if I don't come into work and I go missing, it's Catherine. Basically. That's scary. He knew what was gonna come. So the next and this was like a four AM, three AM, you know, early hours in the morning and of course John Price had to go to work the next day. So when he didn't show up to work the police got called. The police yeah. went to Catherine Knight's house, mm-hmm. uh, went inside to find... Um, so, imagine you're going into a house, right? Mm-hmm. They found all the bloodstains coming down from the stairs to show that John Price tried to escape. Oh. And it actually goes just further and further down yeah. until the door to show how actual, like... How close he got. Yeah. Oh, I feel so sorry for that, John. Um, I, thought, I thought all the other blokes went through bad stuff, but he didn't escape. Bless him. And what... And basically, 
uh, they went to the kitchen, you know, pulled the kitchen curtain, and they found uh, some meals prepared for uh, what was presumed to be the kids because they were meant to be coming over oh, and God. their pet, yeah. um, who oh, was of the kids, basically. Because they, they'd, like, grown up well, now. the blood still there? Um, well, basically... <laughs> They found. They found. The kids are gonna get killed, didn't they? <laughs> well, basically, before Catherine, you know, after Catherine finished with with uh, uh, John Price, uh, she um, hung like she sort of decapitated him. You know, put his sort of flesh and muscle into like little fillets, yeah. cooked them, put them out on a plate. Oh, oh, oh no! They found. Oh. I think it was an organ, like probably his heart or his either his heart or his head, in a dish. <laughs> I think it was his heart. This is bringing zombies to a whole new level. And, and they they um, remember I said you know they pulled the kitchen curtain. Uh, well, the police, you know, felt a dripping coming from his um, arm. Yeah. Turns out that curtain was actually his skin. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> she skinned him. Oh my days! Oh wow! Oh, and it was still dripping from the blood. Um, and they actually found Catherine. She was upstairs sleeping. <laughs> she's done do. a lot of hard work she needs a fucking nap I guess yeah it's true yeah, it's oh not, it's not, and you know this is like 4 a.m. A good, a good few decades of all that sleeping around and killing and stabbing and trying to kill people it, 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 you got to sleep sometime and um, <laughs> in the end actually um, they presumed that the four mills were meant for the children yeah. So they would have been eating their own sort of father. They're eating their dad's. <laughs> Taking eating out to a whole different level. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, and I believe actually I'll do some um, research now. Mm-hmm. Catherine Knight Prison. I believe she's still in prison to this day. Yeah. Would be surprised. Yeah. She got sentenced she a- to life imprisonment. Oh, oh really? Do you reckon we'd get a visit in order and be able to go and interview her? Uh, I don't think. As long as she promises not to try and stab me with some scissors. Do you want to have a goes. Do you want to have a look at what she looks like? Actually, go for it. Yeah. Exactly. What, what are you presuming she looks like? Skinny. Very Outback-esque, I'm going to guess, with yeah. career and, well, obviously, Australia as well. Okay. Strong, so, independent woman vibes. I've got <laughs> this picture on my laptop. I did not expect she looks it to like, like, Oh, my God, she looks like a, like a sweet old grandma. She, like looks, like, she, she looks like an auntie. Like, she looks like a hippie. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> she isn't, that's not well, the kind of face I would She was from this. the 80s. She was from the 80s. Well, you know, that's. I, I presume that's when her... Ten-year relationship with David Number One. <laughs> David Number One. Surely you would think. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> surely you would think uh, some guys would have given warnings to the future. Yeah, you no, know, sometimes definitely. when you get out something like that, you just don't really get involved. Back, back <laughs> then, the social roles in society were completely different to what they are today. Like women didn't have; there weren't as much equality towards women and stuff back then as there is now. True. Well, so if a woman if a woman had gone round saying something like that, they probably wouldn't have believed her. Saying something like what? Like, it'd be easy for her to cover her own tracks. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, what are we rating that story? It's true. It's a real story. Rating this all. But how how great was that, guys? How how interesting was the story? Seven out of ten. Yeah. Seven. Give it a seven. Good I think it's um, it's kind of like a lot of build up. I found quite just like, is it this guy? Is he going to be the one? No, is it yeah, this yeah, guy? Yeah. So one of these guys going to get her maybe? But no, instead she just kills her like what like the fourth person in a relationship her second date no her second John just fucking skins him. She's had two days and Ash onto a second John. She doesn't have sleep around. How many people have that. you dated in the last few years? Like in the last five years, how many people have you dated? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's not sleeping around. You're the one sleeping around. It was uh, well. I mean, she did get caught cheating with one bloke. So who knows who else? Yeah, true. that's true. We don't know. But I mean, I think closed. she only killed the one person. So Pick still a murder victim. Four. But and then she cooked him and served it to her kids. 
Well, we don't know that. What's for, for sure, dinner today, Mum? I've just come back from school. Ah, oh, you know, just your dad. Your dad's just came out of the oven, nice and fresh. <laughs> Add some <laughs> rosemary onto that. <laughs> I've got a whole. Uh, I've created cranberry juice for you boys as well. <laughs> Go on, take a sip. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to have a break there. Uh, five minute break for us at least, but we'll be right back uh, after the advertisements of a bit of promotion. So, like anyone's promoting this, we'll be back. And after this, we will be back with the unsolved case, which I think is m- more of my forte. I loved unsolved cases. Should be interesting. This would be superb. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the TC Podcast by Nathan Lewis. I'm Nathan Lewis. To my left, I have Charlie Rigby. To my right, I have Ross Quinn, also known as Quinn, because he wants to be difficult with his name. how are you boys after after the Catherine Knight story? How how are we feeling? Quite excited for the next one. Yeah, it's like a little bit more mysterious. I never checked actually. Hold on, uh, I'll I'll see how old Catherine Knight is now. Um, just because I didn't check in our break because I was too scared of that door shutting and us not being able to get back <laughs> into it. Understandable. <laughs> Catherine yeah. Knight. How old is Catherine Knight now? How, uh, what are we predicting? Oh. Now or when everything happened? Now. Eighties. Um, Wait, let me do some quick maths in my head. <laughs> I'd say between her 70s and 80s. I'm going to say in her 60s, I'm going to give, once again, 65. 67. Yes. <laughs> Trust him. <laughs> You're so good at guessing these numbers, man. <sighs> Can't do words, but I can do numbers somehow. <laughs> right. Anyways, we are approaching the half an hour mark of the podcast. So, what do you boys know about unsolved crimes I've seen a few episodes of BuzzFeed Unsolved and most people Same I think have been really into unsolved mysteries what? Oh, unsolved mysteries what like the show on Netflix what I just meant in general what, <laughs> bu- what BuzzFeed have you seen because oh god you're asking me to go back in my memory I've seen so many like I've been, that's why I started this podcast was because of Shane and Ryan like I can't remember why I've watched from them it's been years oh I watched loads that's why so I'm pretty surprised I haven't heard about the John Bonet since um that was BuzzFeed I like the name's more and more like familiar in my brain the more it gets brought up but it could be because I've just heard it so many times now yeah I mean right so without further ado shall we get into the Chombinet case <laughs> okay uh Chombinet uh, is it Chombinet Jobinet oh uh, it's Chombinet <laughs> I've written it down as Jobinet but but it's Chombinet I've heard it enough times right so Chombinet where we where do you think this is set based on that name no idea let's pretend I haven't told you already you haven't. I told Benet is a know South America. It's it's America. Okay. I'm North or South though. Like USA. Oh, okay, yeah, North America, yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> sorry sorry, I was just getting too technical there. <clears throat> Let's bring the mood down in the early hours. No. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. So in nineteen ninety six, December the twenty sixth. In the early morning hours, so three, four, I think it was. Okay. So literally Christmas just got. I literally just Boxing Day, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I forgot there was a name for that. <laughs> it's the forgettable one. I haven't boxed in a while, as you can see. The day so. you spent hungover that day's cool for me. <laughs> it's got his big brother Christmas overshadowing it every year. Yeah. Right, so. In the early morning hours of December the 26th, 1996, John and Patsy Ramsey awoke to find their six-year-old daughter, John Benet Ramsey, missing from her bed uh, at their home in Boulder, Colorado. Colorado. I don't know anything Colorado. about that. Where's Colorado in America? <laughs> I don't know. I think Ooh. it's somewhere quite warm. <laughs> I think I think somewhere like near the middle like centre I've seen South Park and that's set in Colorado so it's either very snowy or very warm oh that was nice I heard that zip that, that, sounded, that was that really so nice satisfying. <laughs> yeah um, so uh, it was actually Patsy Ramsey the mother who you know found their daughter missing and then she went down the stairs and she found a ransom note oh god oh uh, 
I'm not going to go through the whole ransom note, but some key uh, aspects was that it had, quote, uh, that it demanded $118,000. Weirdly specific. For their daughter. How many drugs did she steal? Sorry. <laughs> well, you can't uh, you can't owe that much to someone who's going to steal your daughter. You've got to be in trouble with some naughty people, surely. Oh, I mean, apparently, also in the note, it said uh, these men have no intentions of harming your daughter, but they are two men that that do, uh, that do not like you and not what you stand for. This did, is to the father. Well, what did the father stand for? Uh, I think it was something Italian. You know how Americans are. Yeah. Like, so, something like that mafia sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not going to go into... Like, this is the most unprofessional professional podcast there is ever going to be. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, uh, demanding... Uh, so, basically... And also, they did not... You know, they said, do not contact anyone. Not yeah. the police, obviously. And if they did, they had a 99% chance of not seeing their daughter ever again. But if they followed what they they demanded Mm -hmm. they would uh, have a hundred percent chance of getting her back now about John Bonet she was actually you know those like uh, beauty like pageant beauty yeah, contests yeah. oh god was she a pageant kid yeah she oh. was a big winning like pageant oh, kid oh okay like, well, she that would give some motive yeah that's true yeah so um, but no I, 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 if you're five years old and receiving a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars for just I don't know <laughs> I don't think that's the great I think that's quite like um, exploitative of your children really if you're going to put them in pageant hey, pageantry I mean, so it's the sort of thing that happened to Michael Jackson like he was forced when he was a kid into the music industry yeah I mean like when I was younger I would like did a lot of acting especially when I was like well I think I started when I was eight and even though a lot, none of it was ever big only like small time stuff extra work and very like um, amateur projects like I won't lie it definitely had an effect on my mental state and how I perceived myself and especially how other people perceived me growing up so I think something like any kind of like show business stuff should be really kept away from fucking kids because I mean, it can fuck you up for life the deeper you go I mean surely pedophiles have a meaning because they can tell beautiful children yeah I think that's also fresh <laughs> fresh oh god that's the thing some people are attracted to kids and it's just disgusting yeah well like, sadly you can't escape a world of pedophiles you know, the, I think it's like in Indonesia the the um age of consent is nine years old how does that even work how, when I was nine, nine. nine years old I couldn't even fair, fucking like, work out what sex was in, in Germany <laughs> in Germany it's <laughs> forbidden far far in, more in forbidden a, in such a big country of Germany like that's like a pretty high status country 14 14 really? yeah for a country that's in the European Union as well that's upsetting <laughs> anyways we've got so far as a letter so far (laughs) so how how old was the daughter again Uh, um (laughs) John Ramsey age I I, I think five six she was six years old so or she or she is six years old if she gets found so a six-year-old that was forced into... She trip. was when this happened. Well, she was six years old when this happened. Okay. So, um, now, they had no reason to sort of, you know, um, despite actually the ransom note saying don't contact the police, guess what this family does? Contacts the police. Contacts the police, yeah. Yeah. That's ah. probably the first thing someone would do if they told not to contact the police. Let's be real. I mean, like, what else do you really do in that situation? Your, Your child's gone. being kidnapped. You're asking. You've been asked for like an extortionary amount of money. Like, what else do you do now? Um, the house wasn't checked because the only thing that was blocked off was her room, and they didn't really think that she'd still be in the house because if someone's kidnapped her, you know. They're not going to keep her in the house, obviously. However, the father, John Ramsey, found John Bonet in their basement with gaffer tape round her mouth, strangled to death. Holy shit. Wait, no, I think I have heard of this, but I don't remember anything, like, really about what happens after. Strangled to death. But this sounds very familiar. Well, there was... um, like strangulation marks on her you know neck yeah, so yeah. we we believe she was strangled to death um now next to uh her body was actually a, a boot print so i think there were two lots uh, if i remember right i've got here one boot print but i could be wrong but i remember 
two boot prints like of two different mm-hmm. uh, things but uh, they identified it you know forensics are actually okay in the 90s you know it's not like the 50s or the 20s where <laughs> they're fucking around with it um, so there was uh, so the boot print was next to John Bonnet and it did not belong to anyone in the family uh, there was also a broken window in the basement, which was believed to be the most likely point of, you know, the get-in and the murder, or the get-out even. And on her underwear and long johns that she was wearing, uh, there was DNA from an unknown male, which makes us presume that this was a sexual assault as well. Great. Bless her. So, back on the pedo subject. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, now, I forgot to write it on here, however I know this, that they identified the letter. Uh, a few minor details here. They identified the letter. Um, it was looked like it was actually written inside the house. Oh. With their own pa- their own paper, their own pen. And there was actually a few like scrunched like bits and you know, a ripped off bit of G- dear Mr. Ramsey. Yeah. Um so they either fucked it up or um they were just doing test runs. However, even on the final draft of the letter there were spelling mistakes for words that should have been spelt right. I mean, it could be dyslexic. God knows I do that but all the time. words that should have clearly been spelt wrong, mm-hmm. like uh, mentioning her beauty pageants and the technical words there were spelt correctly. Okay, so it gives it more insight to potentially somebody who's in that industry, who knows a lot about it, who's experienced enough to the point where, let's say, for example, they do have dyslexia, they do know what, what they do know how to spell specific words from doing it so much. Now... Um, what we think? What we thinking? What are we thinking happened before I go into suspects? All right. Um, my Sorry. see. Here's the thing. No, I'm with you on that. I feel like the parents are a clear kind of like suspects for the fact that it all took place within their house, and yet they seem to have no knowledge of it. They had a pretty big house. Still, to a certain extent. And may I mention carpeted floors. Hmm, that does make it easier to get around unnoticed, but I feel like something, again, like the window being broken. Like, when I first heard that, I kind of thought along the lines of, okay, she was one found in the basement and kept in the basement. Maybe there's a chance that the suspect stayed in the basement with her, waited until, like, something like the police had been, until, like, they'd been able to, like, work out if the police had been phoned. Maybe they were listening, maybe they were still inside the house the whole time, and then took, well the action you know they've phoned the police they broke the rule we killed our daughter break the window or like leave through the window we already broke and say no more fair enough so you both are saying there's somewhat of the parents foul play or she also had a brother as well nine years old this brother was at the time Hmm. so are we including him into the family saga or are we just thinking the parents I can't imagine a nine year old would be capable of doing that to a six year old girl I don't think he could do it that as on his own well, considering this is an unsolved mystery, I don't think a nine-year-old quite has the capabilities to get away with murder. Okay, right. So, um, so we're thinking not the nine-year-old, but then you're thinking family. I'm I, thinking I, of someone I, I else. I'm sort of thinking the the kid now because obviously you were saying about some words were misspelled, but then the technical terms were spelled. That, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that as far as the kid where, goes. Where it's the kids. Uh, brother older his brother older yeah brother. older brother so where, where, John, John where, Bonnet was six and the brother was nine so where it's the older brother it's like because his younger brother has been in the film business he probably has some sort of knowledge of what goes on in that business I mean, that's the thing yeah he would have been around to see a lot of his sibling like growing up and doing this so he would at least be like known aware and if it was more technical stuff potentially there was some way that he could have copied the words down but if he's copying those words down taking the time to do that then why isn't he for other words Questions, questions, questions. So, I... How do you want to go about this? Do you want to go from most likely suspects or do you want to go from chronological order? Chronological sounds best. Okay, so I'm going to go backwards on my lists. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Um... We'll go for the Santa suspect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Bill kind of McReynolds. Bill McReynolds. He was yeah, just imagine when you when you think of redneck, you think of like biker boy, like rocking like grey beard, yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. I've seen a picture of this guy. Uh, that's how I describe him. Okay. He was quite fat because he played Santa, obviously. Now, yeah. um, he's dead now. Bill McReynolds now deceased. Uh, was a friend of like he was a neighbour actually of the Ramseys mm-hmm. um, who had dressed up as Santa 
for the week, you know, just yeah. Christmas cheer, you know, a friendly yeah. old man. Um, and this was the week before the murder. Herbert from Family Guy, friendly old man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, it, you know, he entertained, like, the children and the neighbourhood, basically, you know. Yeah. I, t- I just don't know what it is in America. They're too friendly. <laughs> With all those weapons. They're too they're friendly all... for their own good. I don't know yeah. any of my fucking neighbours right now, nor have I ever throughout most of my life. It's like, it's uh, maybe it's an adult thing to know your neighbours, but, like... I've never got yeah, to know like, I mean, it isn't my mum doesn't speak to any of our neighbours yeah I'm gonna say like I'm on my fourth place now and like I still haven't got to know anyone that I didn't already know when I lived there in the I, neighbourhood I knew one of my neighbours but like they had um kids that were like two years younger than me but I used to no this is sounding paedophilic no I was being like you, I was just smiling because I was like oh who got put on babysit duty then yeah 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 so I was like I'd say mm, ten and they were like eight and we all just you know kissed no um <laughs> No, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. If you are listening to this... That's why I'm laughing. I, I'm, I, I am joking. No, uh, we just played a bit of football, played a bit of Mario Kart on the Wii, bit of FIFA on the Xbox, you know. What, yeah. you know, so you're going to show you to do with my neighbours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just your normal stuff, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, on to, on, on to Bill Reynolds. <laughs> Before Did you I, dress up as Santa for them by any chance? Um, oh, you know what? I dressed up as Luigi for them once. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a birthday party. That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, but you're not Charlie Day, and he's the best thing about Luigi right now. No. <laughs> um, you know, what he was... in the film? Yeah. I oh, well, no, yeah, like the Mario Bros. movie film is like, it dropped its new trailer last night. We finally got to see Charlie Day actually voice act as Luigi. Hey, look, now you know when this came out or when it was recorded. And Charlie Day's a very good actor and he's very good as Luigi. Oh, shit, I thought we stopped recording. Right, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> did you see my face? Yeah, I did. I was yeah, like, I was oh, like, God. What's just happened? Um, yeah, we're like, all Shit, won't talk about Luigi again. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Bill McReynolds, he, uh, a week before the murder, he decided to dress up as Santa. Yeah, I, I imagine this was a thing he did on the yearly. However, um, supposedly, he had chosen John Bonet to be his special friend. <laughs> now, if you are listening through Spotify and not on the that YouTube video, so you could uh, basically imagine me doing my quotation marks of special friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we have a definition of special friend? Yeah, or- not special friend. No, mean. but I will confirm on my document I have put quotation marks of special friend <laughs> okay well maybe it's uh, okay okay we're gonna be really innocent here for a minute um and we're gonna be special friend because only like maybe like in the neighborhood one kid a year gets yeah. like a little bit of extra like a, a slightly better your, your, your or, friendly like, neighborhood santa yeah you'll spend yeah, yeah, your yeah. santa special little just, kid this just, year you've been extra good <laughs> you're on my you're naughty my, list you're on my no, no, no. nice list this year <laughs> not like that not like that <laughs> anyways um, now, normally Santa gives gifts to you. However, the reason why John Bonet was Santa's little helper oh, no, be sad now. was because she actually got him a gift of glitter. Oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. It's innocent. Yeah, what's wrong with glitter? Um, There's nothing wrong with glitter. It's just a very unsuspecting present to get someone, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's very... Yeah. You wouldn't expect someone to buy you glitter, would you? Well, she's six. I doubt she really bought it herself. She was probably just like, Santa would like glitter this year because I think it would make him more magical. <laughs> Thank you, Quinn. Get closer to the mic, Charlie. No, no, I was just, I was just sort of in my own element <laughs> Yeah, there. there we go. Charlie, you're sounding good now. Quinn, I've had to turn you down a little bit. Hello, Sorry, you I'll get that close again. There we go. No, right. Glitter's just a fascinating Are we going to get on with Pedo Santa? Or we don't know that. We, right, okay. Can we just call him oh, Monster Santa? Let's call him Alleged, because we don't know whether he was a pedo. And we don't know if he's... Well, he was never convicted. I'm I am guessing. really sorry to the viewers that are just getting bored. Right, anyways, on to the case. <laughs> uh, now, John Bonet was his special friend. She got some glitter for him, and he actually went into heart surgery. And now, oh. he asked his wife, could the glitter be brought into heart surgery with him? Just as, like, a special, as a special gift. Like, as sweet, a, Yeah, it I mean, some, some see it as a sweet, like, though. old man gift. Um, however, of course, a heart surgery is complex. So he did ask his wife if he did die, could the glitter be mixed in with his ashes? That's so. Like, that's I'm, so really, I'm really trying to stay innocent so, with this because I believe this is that. In an innocent perspective, that's sweet, but in reality, I mean, that's so messed up. But like, think about this. Think about this from like another perspective. Like, say you're part of this neighborhood. Say you are. What's his name again? Bill. 
Uh, Bill McReynolds. So you are Bill. Like, you've played Santa for this neighborhood for years now. You've watched these kids grow up year by year, and maybe this is the first time one of them has decided to give back to you. Think how sweet that genuinely is. I think that's lovely, especially from, like, a very, like, child, child, childlike, whimsy kind of perspective when you think about, like, realistically, it's not the biggest thing in the world to a kid. I mean, I know, I've got, like, four nieces, and <laughs> just, like, hearing one of them, like, um like a day before I was coming over because I don't get to see them very often but they're really obsessed with me and they're like and like one of the like, like our grandparents gives them like some po- a big bag of popcorn they're like I'm gonna save some of this because I know Ross is coming tomorrow and I want to make sure that he can have some too like that's adorable that's so that's sweet, sweet yeah. she didn't give me any popcorn I watched her eat it the whole day but it was just like <laughs> kind of getting told that was like oh, I'm so gonna, was like, oh, I'm gonna give this popcorn it, yeah. to Quinn <laughs> she's like and four. then munches on it <laughs> Well, that's, I'm surprised that she saved it for the next day. When I was four... No, when I was young, I used to have, like, every Tuesday, um, I went to my dad's work, which was a, uh, uh, like, a DJ job. Got an Oreo, like, dairy milk every week, scoffed it in two minutes. <laughs> and that's how I got fat. Anyways, so that's our, that's our first sort of suspect. Yeah. Uh, there's no real motive behind it but maybe because he was old and he knew he was probably going to die maybe he wanted to bring John Bonet up there with him Jesus Christ <laughs> um, that's the sort of motive that I can see but there was no actual motive there was just a creepy guy maybe a, a lonely little old man that had yeah, a wife. wife he wasn't lonely yeah not that lonely I think he sounds like the neighbourhood just like sweet old man really I don't think he sounds as like um mischievous or like ill intent as you two are making it I sound could, out I could, under- I could understand that the police would probably see him as a suspect because yeah. he's an old man and that person's that, that kid's died like. there are like some bits as well where you wear it's just like in an investigation yeah having a special friend does seem kind of like what do you mean by that yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's, that can sound wrong on quite a few aspects yeah. if you know what I mean okay should we get on to the second suspect yeah <laughs> right okay uh, going in chronological order Gary Lever. Mm-hmm. Gary sounds dodge. <laughs> My man Gary. Gaza. Gaza. MC Gaza. <laughs> Soon after the murder, uh, Oliver's. Uh, sorry, Lever's. I'm going to pre- presume that's how it's announced, not Oliver, because mm-hmm. it's O L I V A. Lever's high school friend, Michael Vale, stepped forward uh, with an allegation supporting. Gary's suspicion. Now, Gary was a known sex offender in the area. Yeah. You know, if you go on Tinder, you know, sex offenders for you. You know, he's like the main guy. (laughs) I don't think you check Tinder for that. Uh, uh, Yeah, no. There's a registry online. It's not Tinder, sadly. Yeah. So, um, so Vale, his his friend, claimed uh, not long after the murder, like on the day of the murder, that Gary Oliva called him and said that he was in Boulder, Colorado, mm-hmm. and quote, the actual quote, I hurt a little girl, I hurt a little girl. Yeah, but how oh. so? That's the question. I don't... Well, he ended the call after that. And? He said, I'm in, I, I hurt a little girl, I hurt a little girl in Boulder. Or Boulder. And that little girl was the girl that was found? Well... What? This is an unsolved Police case. report. Right, I know, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> theorising. Right, well, it might have happened. You know, on the night of the call, mm-hmm. there was no other hurt girls and no other sort of cases like that of anyone mm. getting hurt other than John Bonet. Hmm. John Bonet was the only little girl that got hurt. Um, now, yeah, he was a he was a sex offender, as I said, mm-hmm. and of course, with them finding, you know, marks on their underwear, they believe she got sexually assaulted. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a that's not a bad suspect, you know. I mean, it makes sense, but there's still like, I don't know. It's part of like, where's the connection between him and the family? Naturally, of course, we have the little girl being hurt, but did he ever like what happened to him after this? Did what was his account from all this? Um, what happened to him after this? They locked him up. Mm-hmm. But lack of evidence, and they released him. But they're still suspicious. But you know, you know how these cold cases are—they open them up like every year, and then close them every year, like yeah, yeah, like that sort of thing. Very hit and miss, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, of course, John Bonet being a pageant, butin, a beauty pageant, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, the, like them having a big house. I presume they're well known. Like, of course, if you're American, I'm sorry that we don't know this. We're just <laughs> British. Mm-hmm. 
Right, so we're back from the break. Um, oh. Unexpected break. Quinn, can you stop looking at your phone, please? Thank you. <laughs> I need to cough for ages. Um, that was Louis, our technician. Um, that just came in. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised to see the door open. I think like, we all were. I, I thought, why is the door opening? <laughs> um, so... Gary Oliva, what are we thinking of him? Actually, what are we thinking of Santa first? Okay, I'm thinking Santa's a nonce. I'm sorry, I'm just like actual, actual like Santa. Are we no, talking this, Bill? Yeah, that guy. Okay, Bill McReynolds. Yeah, Bill McReynolds. He's definitely a pedophile. Just because oh, he, he is. Okay. I guess. Okay. okay. I, just, I, just get a, I just get that feeling really from this guy. I get that backstory. Quinn's thinking. You know, I, don't think he's, he's, I, don't, I really think he's quite harmless. I think there would be a lot more of a record of things like this happening with Bill if this was the case. Also, again, he played Santa for years in this neighborhood, and it's not like anyone else has said, seems to have like brought him up as like any issues with kids. I think if there was something like this, there'll be more evidence to, to support it as him. But at the same time, I don't shy him away as a suspect just because there are a few glaring questions. Okay, so and Gary Oliva, what are we thinking, Charlie? Another wrong um Okay, Quinn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like it comes out like with me again with him, like I can definitely see like him as a prime suspect, especially after that phone call. That's very jarring. But I still find a lack of connection between him and the family that would place him there. Of course he's already there, but like then there's also like of course there were no other like um like uh things reported of little girls being hurt in that in the place at the time, so it's it does make you question. Mm, it really makes me think him, but I'm really trying to find the reason why well, he would have found and her. And this is the thing. This is my opinion. No one actually knew about it at the time because it was late at night. He did the phone call. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been out on the news yet. It wouldn't have been anywhere. Public. No, it, would have, it would have only been made to the attention of the police. Um, now... Um, I, I think also I think it was a lever who said that he didn't act alone either and uh, if we remember back to the footprints was there was two pairs yeah also when in the ransom note it said we more often than I yep that is very true well done I'm, I was meant you know what do you want to take over the podcast like, <laughs> <laughs> no um, so going on to the third and final suspect because I'm not counting the family in these ones of course the family were suspects however they got ruled out um now this is the most and you know what the family still could have done it i believe they might have been in some financial trouble but me personally i don't believe they did it they got ruled out i'm not putting them in there (laughs) the most famous suspect came in 2006 so this was quite a few years after Mm -hmm. that's quite recent his name is john carr yeah. John Carr. One of the most famous suspects was John Carr, I have written. He was arrested in 2006, um, and he actually confessed to killing John Bonet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, the plot thickens. But he said by accident, which does make sense, because why would you put a ransom note saying you'll get your daughter back, but mm-hmm. kill her? Yeah, I mean, in, when you look at it like that, and especially with the traces of... Um, mail something found on her clothes it could be a case of him raping her and well that's and then she's died out of shock because she's so young and she's she strangled yeah yeah he's been trying to keep her quiet and just strangled her to death while he was doing it but then that also does lead the question like in the ransom note it said no harm would come to how did they get in the house well they've got the basement window um mm-hmm. But still, they said, like, in the note, they said that no harm would come to the daughter. Like, we don't want to hurt your daughter, so why would he still rape her? I do have a... I read another suspect when I was researching this case, because, of course, I heard it from BuzzFeed, but I thought I'd research some more. And I will tell you one more suspect after this, after a chilling information. Um, So, John Carr, he, uh, he... So, basically... He confessed to killing John Bonet by accident, and he was, for a few years, he was actually messaging a reporter online. Oh. So, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that the reporter was like, yeah, I'm a sick fuck too. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story because I get tons of views. Tell, tell me what you know about John, John Bonet. I'm a sick fucker. It'd be, it'd be one of them conspiracy theory magazines, I guarantee it. <laughs> um... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, sorry, I was reading fucking Sansa again. So, yes, yeah, so he said that he had drugged and sexually assaulted John Bonet. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, he had been dismissed after there being no drugs found in John Bonet's system at the time. That would have been, oh. she would have, they would have used for a hypno then. And the police 
actually confirmed he wasn't in Boulder at the time oh so I reckon he just wanted credit either yeah. that or he was covering for someone ooh that's that's interesting I haven't I heard that theory but maybe they were getting too hot too hot on someone's tail maybe someone else got thrown under the bus like, so he's, he's or he could have been given a sum to serve time inside but he didn't go through anyway yeah. well yeah well um, there's always deals like that that happen behind closed doors mm-hmm. now and also his DNA did not match from the samples oh, at the crime okay. scene like the footprints and the one on uh, the Long John's and you know Pajamas. he's probably got a connection to it somehow though but like, surely wouldn't you want like if would you want this case like close and just lock him up as a family or would you want you know the real person to the do time person. you'd want the real person to serve justice to what's happened yeah, yeah of like, course just having some random dude thrown in there for the sake of it doesn't really the police can't deduce it who can like Right, so someone better than the police. We need Batman. The- <laughs> we need the FBI. <laughs> I think we need the, Dale Cooper. I think the FBI were involved in the end that, because America's one. Because this is a big case, like in America, because yeah. you know beauty pageants are like national things, aren't they? I presume. Yeah. Now um, that's it for John Carr. I don't have much for him because it's quickly debunked because yeah. you know no DNA. Now I have. Now, of course, as a family, as a suspect, um, actually, in 2016, quite oh. recently, I believe that they interviewed the brother, mm-hmm. and it was most, and they thought, right, it's most likely this guy. I don't know why. I, 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 <laughs> but I just thought I'd throw that out there. Right, here's a bit of a detail. So, in 2016, at the time as well, or you know, in the 21st century, uh, of course. DNA samples, they've, you know, it, like, r- technology has rapidly gone up. So, after a recent, like, one of the best DNA investigators in the world, um, he found out that the DNA on John Bonnet's, you know, long johns and clothes, um, he took a packet of, like, an unopened packet of the exact same sort of product. Mm hmm. DNA sampled them. They had the exact same DNA on them. So now, remember I said that this was a man Mm -hmm. DNA on the Long John... Yeah, male uh, on the Long John's bottoms, knickers, etc. If it's on every... um, You know, if if it is on every single unopened packet, it opens it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, narrows it down quite a bit. Yeah, well, no, it just makes it even more fucking extensive. Yeah, but, so but <laughs> when they think they're getting to this minute detail, they're just fucking it up. Because they've got yeah. DNA, sure they'd be able to run a match on that. That's what I thought, but I guess not. So. I suppose science might not have been that advanced in the nineties. Well, not the nineties. Mm. I don't, I don't know. know. We, I mean, I'm not from the 90s, neither are any of you. Oh, no, it might be. I'm 99. <laughs> oh, God. I remember the old. 90s. <laughs> Those were the best baby. three months of my life. <laughs> um, right, so I, I, I'm just going to throw a quick sort of one that I remember at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a sort of handyman that worked at the house, and also I think it was a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. apparently the housekeeper was a female and her husband was a handyman so the handyman would have keys yeah. to the place yeah but wouldn't he be like immediately under suspect if that was the case and wouldn't there be DNA tra- traces from him that match what was on her I clothes I don't know I just, they're like this is have America. you not heard this the suspects America. that we've currently done that <laughs> fucked up I don't know most of the suspects seem quite messed up so it's quite hard to put your finger on who it is I suppose yeah um, and apparently she she Mm-hmm. Were, was the suspect I can't remember her name it was just the housekeeper and she was in need of a lot of money um, now the thing is whilst all these suspects are credible why do you think it was $118,000 because I think it was Quinn that said it was quite specific it is very specific I am not sure <laughs> $118,000 was actually close to the sum that um Oh god, what's his name? Uh, John uh, Ramsey mm-hmm. um, received as a bonus from his company. Oh, so you My know, colleague has done it. 
so it could have been as uh, it could have like that that just opens it up to anyone so it could have been so the reason why they suspect the family is that someone accidentally killed John Bonet <laughs> you beat such as the parents like the mother or the or the nine year old because I mean that uh, I think that is true from what you said of that's why some spelling errors were made but for the beauty pageant words like they were you know correctly spelled mm. so but um, they think that they accidentally killed John Bonet and then you know just wrote a cover up hence why it was written in the house yeah, yeah. Um, oh. but they did DNA samples on the uh, handwriting ooh didn't know you could do that to be fair John <laughs> Ramsey is out he is not a suspect was not his handwriting oh my days <clears throat> had to do put your mic up a bit sorry about that guys if I have murdered the audio <laughs> <laughs> um, and and now I've just done sorry you just knocked off a little piece of plastic oh it's fine I'll fix that before we go if, if they're charging right anyways quickly wrapping this up um, and Patsy Ramsey mm-hmm. is inconclusive oh, oh. Is she like the nan or something? No, she's the mother. Oh, she's the mother. You you what you just name? thought Patsy. <laughs> Patsy is a nan. Yeah, yeah, Patsy sounds uh, like th- such a This is this is the thing, is how can you be inconclusive of, of handwriting? That's true, because surely your handwriting stays consi- once you reach a certain age your handwriting just stays consistent. Mine still looks like an eight year old's. Half of mine changes as long as far as I write along. <laughs> <laughs> I just type. I type <laughs> um so yeah no so this case is unsolved fair I don't think we're going to be able to solve it to be honest who, 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 so you've heard all I'm going to say oh so we got the three family members we got Pedo Santa we got Gary Oliva we got John Carr and we got the housemaid basically my money's on the little brother on the older than the nine year old brother the nine year old brother yeah that's what my money's on why, why are you saying that because the the grammar that you mentioned and the spelling for some words being off, like... Do you think it was an accident, or do you think it was just, like, jealous? I don't know, but then again, if there was DNA found and it was suspected that the little girl was raped, like, I don't think a nine-year-old would be able to rape someone. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to rape someone. But this nine-year-old. I've just convinced myself that it's not the brother that's <laughs> saying that. <laughs> See, the thing is, is, like, when I think about it and I'm like, okay, one, like... Sort of, what was it? The suspect that did have a history of pedophilia. Like, why would he write? Why? What would be the point of the ransom note then? If he's after the girl just for the what? sake of wait, which, which suspect are you going for? The one that has a history of pedophilia. Uh, Gary Oliva. Gary. If Gary just wanted something like that, why would he go through the trouble of the whole ransom note thing? So I don't see much point in like um, almost that. And also with the money being so specific as well, especially to how close the guy's, the dad's Christmas bonus was, it only makes me think like more inside the family as they were trying to it's, almost link it in some ways. It's, it's it has, like a lot of leads, but leading off to different people. It's like a tree branch. you got leads, yeah. but they lead yeah. off to different people. But no branch leads to a conclusion, sadly. Yes. <laughs> Every, <laughs> everything's got doubts but, of it because different you know, recently John and Patsy Ramsey you know they've been like they've been wiped off apparently it wasn't them um i would put my money on uh gary as well i always have because of the evidence of him saying he was in boulder mm-hmm. he hurt a little girl mm-hmm. and the only little girl hurt was john bonnet it does lead the most evidence but i just can't see a direct link with, between him and the family and the reason the, for the ransom with the ransom as well because they've asked for how like you said it was pretty close to the christmas bonus he was getting it almost seems like it'd be someone closer who yeah, knew that it's much. It's got to be someone close or, enough to know how much they're earning and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it could have been a potluck guess. <laughs> um, right. Well, uh, how would we rate the? Un- well, I mean, it's it's an unsolved case, but how would we rate that unsolved case out of ten? So we rated Catherine Knight, if you remember, in the first half of the podcast, a seven out of ten overall. How would we do the John Bonet case? I think I found the Catherine Knight one a little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catherine was very more interesting it, because it was more gruesome. Yeah, but yeah, you'd I think, say I think it's more that I knew the outcome of that one, and th- this one's quite heavily left open to um, two parts. You, are you a bit frustrated quite, that you just don't know? I don't know and I want to get to the bottom of it but, but it's I, I, I like how it's sort of there is sort of an uns- and it makes it interesting because literally tomorrow we could find out who it is True. and I will book the podcast studio we will read for tomorrow there'll be a follow up to this two. soon <laughs> 
Trust me, 100th anniversary, we're revisiting the John Bonet Ramsey case. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's been me, Nathan. That's been um, Quinn. That's been Charlie. How have you lads enjoyed the podcast? Very well. Yeah, it's been lovely. Tune in to next week. Uh, this will be hopefully coming out every Friday if I can get my dates and times correctly. Um, yeah, no, so please tune in. Um, this should be out on Friday. We record every Wednesday. If you want to be in one of these podcasts, then feel free to uh, message me. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, my my email will be down below. Uh, if you're watching on Spotify, um, go on to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, we're replaceable. Put, you, He's not. You can put your social handles on um Spotify. I want them to work. No, they work. I got it. I got it. Work. No, I want them to work to be on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, they they got. They got to have the IQ to go to YouTube and find your email. <laughs> They're gonna show some delicacy. Delicacy. Dedication. Anyways, yeah. uh, thank you for watching or listening or whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. See ya. Adios. Bye-bye.